Welcome in to the Deep Slant Podcast presented by Xfinity. The Texans' regular season is underway. So are the podcasts. We've got another great one for you today. We've got Whitney Merciless coming off his first game of the season. Did some nice things despite the loss. We'll talk to him about how his role has been changing this year. And also J.P. Shadrick from the Jaguars Radio Network. The Jaguars had a tough matchup in week one and a lot of changes there on the offense. So we'll talk to him about what's going down with the Jags in week two. But first, hey, Texans fans, quarterback your in-home Wi-Fi network from anywhere on any device with the all-pro control of Xfinity XFi. This is beyond Wi-Fi. This is XFi. Xfinity, proud partner of the Houston Texans. Xfinity, also the proud partner and sponsor of the Deep Slant podcast. So let's get right into it. Whitney Merciless uh, for... Having a loss at the New Orleans Saints, I think one of the bright spots of the game, obviously, uh, was Deshaun Watson in the offense. And then Whitney Merciless, we've sort of talked about it all during training camp. Romeo Cornell wants to move him around. No Jadevian Clowney. Will Whitney Merciless get more of those sacks? Will more attention be focused on him? Obviously, focus is on J.J. Watt, but, but Whitney has found a way to make himself seen and heard on the field and he did so in week one against the saints and i had lots to talk to whitney about here he is number 59 on the deep slant podcast after week one fantastic yeah. game whitney I appreciate congratulations it. yeah first career interception mm-hmm. and i remember after the game someone asked you if you knew it was your first career interception because a lot of us had to look it up it seemed like <laughs> you know yeah. you played in the league a number of years and made some big plays but yeah. you said you knew exactly that that was your first yeah definitely because uh i think it was uh, against jacksonville where it came off the foot when Bortles like tossed it uh, on that screenplay or a jailbreak, and it bounced off the foot. I stole it from DJ for sure. I remember it. And <laughs> for a second, I was like, "Yeah, it's definitely gonna be a pick." Uh, but no, they called it like a mid-air that's fumble right. because it was behind the line and a pass. I was like, "Man, that's you know some BS, whatever." Uh, but it was cool to get this pick, you know, live and you know in front of primetime television yeah. too. Yeah, good thing you're not salty about that. Yeah, that previous play. I'm glad you're totally <laughs> over it. All right, so what did you do with the ball? Did you get to keep it? Yeah, I actually got to keep it. Where so, is it? Uh, it's in my locker right now. I'm going to take it, it home. You're going to autograph it to yourself <laughs> and put it up in Oh, no question, of course. <laughs> and remember, you just picked off Drew Brees. Yeah, sure. that's yeah. a fantastic first interception to have if you're going to have one. You also had a sack in the game on Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. And I've got to ask you about your sack celebration. Yeah. New season, new sack celebration. <laughs> There's a lot of air guitar between you and Brennan Scott. You guys are always practicing it, too. So uh, what's the inspiration behind that? Oh, I even uh, – so – it just happened in training camp. Yeah, right. We're just like, okay, we're just going to fall around and we're going to do like, I don't know, we're going to play some type of symphony or something like that or whatever. So the air guitar started uh, somehow after we started getting these, sat, like, you know, air sacks in training camp. And we just said, hey, just go ahead. Let's just go ahead and hit this uh, one time or whatnot. So it was cool. But uh, on that sack, I wouldn't have got it unless, like, I w- it was DJ. DJ, you know, had a great pocket push in the middle. And, uh, it, you know, it's a great credit to those guys, you know, in the middle to get great pocket push for us to get, you know, get in there, come around the edge and get a sack and all that. And so it's just working a combination of, you know, the, the Russian coverage and everything. I think DJ should be like an honorary air drummer or something. Oh, for you sure. Incorporate him into the band. A well, bit. It, it was funny. So in the game, I was looking for him. And, you know, I turned around and I was like, <laughs> like trying, to, trying to play. Yeah, exactly. But he ran <laughs> off. He was like, yeah, let's go. And I was just like, all right, well, we'll get it next time. All right, Romeo Cornell has talked a lot about you going back to your 2015 self. Mm-hmm. He's mentioned numerous times how you had a 12-sack season that year and that he wants to get you back to it. So you're off to a great start. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts when you knew that that change was sort of coming for you this season? And is this the most excited you've been for a season? 
Uh, I've been excited for every season. I'm sure uh, you are yeah, always no excited, doubt. but does it change anything as far as knowing that your role, you get to do what you love to do, which is rush the pass? Well, yeah, for sure, definitely. Going into the season, um, I mean, it started during training camp, of course, or OTAs, um, if you will. And just being at the position as far as just being a jack linebacker and just like going out there rushing, just doing a few drops here and there and whatnot. And so uh, much less than what I was doing last year. So I, I was pretty happy about that. Um, and sure enough, you know, just getting all the looks, the experience, staying healthy as well too, which was a big part um, between last year and this year. Uh, going out there first game and uh, really just shredding my stuff. How much better do you feel this year compared to last year? Because nobody could really tell yeah. that you weren't feeling good because you were healthy all off season, but you're obviously coming back yeah. from the pec injury the year before. But how much better do you feel this year, year <sighs> over year? Oh, man, like uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, like a 20. Uh, That's fantastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I've been training all year long. Um, yeah, I train out in Arizona at Exos and all that. Shout out Exos for sure. Um, <laughs> you and a lot of a lot of players, right? Train yeah. Out there. Oh yeah, yeah. Like Greg Mance. Uh, usually Will Fuller's out there as well too. I know John Weeks went out there as well too. Okay. Um, but just training all year long, really, just uh, making sure my body, my core, my hamstrings, my back was all like all in order, and just coming back OTAs. Uh, definitely killed it. Also, training camp killed it as well too. And so it's all that work is really translating right now. I know that you had said that you really you have to put your pride aside mm -hmm. um, in order to sort of do what you did last year, which was maybe not as glamorous because you weren't putting numbers on the stat sheet. Yeah. But it almost seems like did the coaching staff almost appreciate that more because you just put the team first and mm -hmm. you put your numbers behind and they said, you know what, let's get Whitney back up. <laughs> and you, you pretty much put a stat in every single category <laughs> in Monday night's game. But how do you think that your attitude sort of helped feed into how this coaching staff views you? Yeah, um, honestly, uh, it, it's the uh, – it's what we practice, it's what we preach. Um, the more you can do, and sometimes you're gonna do a job that you may not wanna do, um, but it's gonna help the team win. As long as you, the success of the team uh, is there, I mean, eventually it's gonna draw into whatever individual success that you have, you know? If we make it to the Super Bowl, everybody gets paid, you know, as far as that goes. So it's kinda like that mentality or whatnot. So, um, I, you know, I just took it, took it on the chin as far as that goes, and uh, obviously it's repaying me now. A lot of new faces on the team, and mm -hmm. I saw you before that Saints game on the field talking to Laramie Tunsil. Oh, yeah. You guys are going up one 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 against one versus one, one-on-one. One-on-one. On one. Like, <laughs> I'll get it out eventually. One-on-one on one, uh, in the pregame warm-ups, mm -hmm. and then you guys were talking on the, on the, on the field afterwards. Yeah. What's that like getting to know him, and how much better does that make you going against somebody different like that every single day? Oh yeah, it's cool. Uh, Tunsil, I mean, he's good. He's a really good guy, and you know, going against him uh, in, in Miami, I, I got him on a spin move in that game. And does uh, he remember I, it? No, he definitely remembers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I hit it on him again in practice, like when he first got here. He's Is just that like, right? I'm never letting that happen again. <laughs> um, but you know, just just talking, you know, as far as okay, what do you see out of me? What do I see out of you? Things like that, things of that nature, and just going back and forth and. You know, great guy, too, just to get to know and all that. So you He's know, so love. chill. Yeah. Super laid back. Exactly. Yeah. I love it. I love it. He fits in, into the team, uh, especially into the locker room and all that. When you're on the sidelines and you're watching the offense at work, what are you mm. thinking? Oh, guys, I touchdown every time. <laughs> I mean, it almost seems unfair and unstoppable. Yeah, right? exactly. All the weapons with Deshaun out there, yeah. isn't it? Oh, yeah, no doubt. I mean, seeing it every day at practice and all that, especially during training camp, uh, it's uh, frustrating at times, you know. <laughs> As you, I mean, you got Hop, you know, we, now we got Kenny. Um, also, the offensive line, is, it, it, I mean, we've got some great guys up front to protect uh, Deshaun and all that. Now it's just a matter of, you know, now we got Tunsil. It's just being on the same page and all that. Uh, that's about it. But, I mean, we've got an explosive offense, especially with the dual backset, backfield that we have. 
uh, between Hyde and, uh, and Duke. And Duke, mm -hmm. yeah. So it's awesome. All right, you remembered your move against Laramie Tunsil, but out of all the players that you faced in the league, is there one that's your favorite that you faced in your career? That's a good question. Um, mm, mm. I don't remember any, uh, like, off the top I of know, my I head. I know, I totally just put you on the spot. Yeah, you I? did, you did. But, uh, gosh. I, so it's nobody in the division because you mm, would have remembered. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Those are not your favorites. No, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I've gotten uh, Tillman Juan a few times, uh, for sure. Now, the only, like... The one I want to go against again, like a rematch, would be, uh, gosh, oh, gosh, left tackle for Dallas. Um, gosh. No. Well, we're. Smith? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tyron Smith. Tyron Smith. Yep, Tyron like, Smith. I, I didn't oh, want to I say it wrong. I just couldn't get, get it out. Yeah, because I'm being put on the spot right now. Yeah, no doubt. But <laughs> well, I don't want to answer Smith. you wrong, but Tyron Smith, okay, yeah. you want to go against him again. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm sure, I'm sure yeah, that's going to happen. That's usually a preseason game, so you yeah. guys don't really get to no. face each other. Yeah, not at all. Not all at right. all. So, uh, one of these days, probably we'll see him in the playoffs. Right all right, now. so you're going to face Jacksonville again. How much fun is it to go against a divisional team twice a year? Because you really know these guys well, but. A little bit of a different yeah. matchup this year with the offensive line. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, D. Filippo, who's the uh, you know um, offensive coordinator over there. So just seeing what he's done in Minnesota, Philly, just coming over and all that. You know, the line, some of the same things, but now it's just different personnel and all that. So he's just using uh, those guys uh, specifically to their skill set and all that. So um, just got keen on that. Now that uh, Foles is out, now you know we don't know what's going to happen, especially with the rookie quarterback that they have. And what have you seen out of him? Gardner oh, Minshew. I mean, he did some nice things against Kansas City just coming off the bench there. Yeah, no, no, he did. He did. So, you know, the thing is, I mean, it looked like he had some composure uh, in the last game. He completed a lot of his passes and all that. And so a uh, few quick throws here and there, all that. And the, stopping the run is one of the most important things for sure because, it, you know, if we can stop that, you know, get him into uh, a one-dimensional uh, team as far as, like, airing the ball out and things of that nature, um, you know, we, we have a chance of winning the game. So we'll, we'll key in on, on that. Uh, just make him play quarterback all day. All right, sounds good. Thanks so much, Whitney. Oh, yeah, no problem. Appreciate it. Good stuff, as always, from Whitney Merciless. A few years ago, he told me he hated doing radio. He hated doing interviews. He just uh, I made him so nervous. And I told him, I said, Whitney, every player, I think, hates doing it. There's a few that are com more comfortable than others. Uh, but, you know, he was he's just so happy and cheerful. And I think he's not only improved on the field, his interview skills are also really, really great, too. He always tells some great stories whenever I sit down with him. And, you know, we're going to hear more from Whitney. He'll be at Fuddruckers uh, this season, and he's coming up in a few weeks, so stay tuned for that because we've got Fuddruckers, uh, the Texans players show on Tuesdays from 6 to 7, and then Texans All Access at uh, rotating Fuddruckers locations around Houston. And, and Whitney usually comes to the one out in Stafford. So uh, look for that coming in the next few weeks. Uh, but first, let's talk a little bit more about this matchup in Week 2. Whitney's always had a good game against the Jaguars, and hopefully he does so again this Sunday. We talked to J.P. Shadrick, Gardner Minshew under center now for the Jags. Lots of changes taking place, and they came off a tough loss against Kansas City. A lot of high hopes for the Jags in the division, signing Nick Foles, and he'll be out with a broken clavicle. He underwent surgery, landed on IR, and uh, the Jaguars move forward with a week of preparation for the Texans. So here they come, week two at NRG Stadium, and we caught up with J.P. Shadrick. How's it going, J.P.? DP, we're hanging in there. It's week two. It's 0-1 for both of these teams. But, um, you know, hey, the 15 more to go, right? And we'll see what happens this week. This should be a fun divisional game coming up. But, you know, it was a rough Sunday around here, but it's time to move ahead. 
Well, we certainly were watching that Jags game since the Texans had the Monday night game. And early on in the game, now obviously the 40-26 to 26 loss didn't help. But more than that, they lost their starting quarterback in Nick Foles. So let's start there. Nick Foles on IR. What's the latest with him? Could he possibly come back at some point this season? Yeah, the idea is uh, at least he's on IR designated to return. And the earliest he could be back is November 17th against the Colts. Uh, so... You know, he had to have surgery, and he said it was a complete crack. He had a collarbone issue back in 2014 in the same collarbone in a different area. It was a hairline fracture then. He called this one a complete crack, though. So surgery needed for this time around, and uh, we'll see. If he's ready to go by then, he'll be available for the first time November 17th. That means it's eight games at least of Gardner Minshew, the rookie, the sixth-round pick out of Washington State, and you know what? He came in and played pretty pretty well in that game, really well, in fact. 22 of 25, I mean, that's a pretty good day at the office. A couple of touchdown passes in an adverse situation. So, uh, you know, it's unfortunate for Nick Foles. He had just thrown his first touchdown as a Jaguar on that play. He gets, you know, pushed down on the ground and, and landed on top of and uh, goes off the field. But, hey, it's time to move move forward with Garner Minshew, and that's what they're going to do around here. A crazy day of broken clavicles across the NFL, but it looks like Nick Foles probably won't be playing in London. Then he'll he'll miss That's that. Right. No, yeah, yeah. he will miss that for sure. And so it's you know we'll we'll see how Gardner's going by then. But yeah, it's right now they're all their eggs are in the Gardner Minshew basket. I mean they they did trade for Josh Dobbs from the Steelers. They traded a, a, a draft pick next year in the fifth round or this coming year in the in the fifth round for him. Uh, as the backup, so and he's got two more years left in his contract, so he's here. And and whenever Nick is back, then I think the plan is to keep three quarterbacks and see what happens going into the off season and, and moving ahead the next year or two. Yeah, despite the loss, a lot of praise for Gardner Minshew. Uh, yeah. You mentioned it: two hundred seventy-five yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. But really good off the bench. What can you tell us about him, his style of play? What did you see from him in training camp? Does any of this surprise you? And um, a little bit maybe about his winning mustache, because, I mean, we, we can't not talk about the mustache. <laughs> well, I mean, we asked Doug Marone in the press conference the other day, what was the first thing you noticed about Minshew in the meeting at, like, the combine? And he said, well, the mustache. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all he said. Well, okay, well, yeah, I guess I have to expand on the question a little bit, of course, you know. It's hard um, to miss. It's a calling card for him, you know. That's just kind of how it is. But, uh, you know, it seems like and he had an okay training camp, right? I mean, the knock on him coming out was, okay, he doesn't have a huge arm. He's not that tall, but he's super smart. And, you know, I'm not calling him Drew Brees, but that was kind of the same knock on Drew Brees. Though, of course, Drew was a, a higher round draft pick coming out. So, there's something to him, though. There, there, there's that intelligence factor. He loves the game of football, super football IQ. I mean, the guy's story is unbelievable. He was at a junior college in Mississippi, was at Troy as an undergrad before that, went to East Carolina, finished his undergrad there, played two seasons, was going to transfer as a grad transfer to Alabama and basically be a glorified grad assistant and learn how to coach under Nick Saban, right? And that's when Mike Leach called him and said, hey, uh, do you want to lead the league, lead the nation in passing? Come to Washington State for a year. Because they were in the market for a, a grad transfer quarterback at that time. And he did. All of a sudden, he's going from learning how to coach to starting at least eight weeks in the National Football League as a rookie. I mean, this is pretty crazy, the, the year he's had, the year or two years he's had in his football career. Uh, he's got a personality that's easy to like. 
He's a pretty laid-back guy, but he's got that intelligence and some sharp wit about him. And the guys love him. Then they rallied around that guy on offense. The defense didn't really do a great job of holding up their end of the bargain last week, but the offense did. You know, the offensive line was a little bit of a patchwork job last week. They stood in there and they gave him time. The receivers made plays for him. And they did. They, I think, you know, he played winning football last week, which is all you can really ask for a guy just coming cold off the bench in his first ever NFL game, a sixth round draft pick. And that's a pretty remarkable day. So can he do it week over week? Time will tell. You just don't know. But uh, the first time out there was pretty remarkable to see. Well, let's switch gears and talk about a very high draft pick in Leonard Fournette. He seemed to also bounce back after missing some games last year, uh, put up 94 yards from scrimmage. Do you see the the Jags using him a little bit differently this year? And what was the change for him from last year to this year? I know they made a lot of changes in that RB room. Yeah, I mean, he the, the big change for him, I think, was with him, you know, just personally in the offseason. Because remember the last – you know, vision we had of Leonard Fournette last football season was him and T.J. Yeldon sitting on the bench while the offense is on the field and basically pouting, you know, and not, not doing things well. And Tom Coughlin has to come out with a statement after the game saying, he, you know, the, whatever he said about it, didn't like it and all that stuff. That was not a good taste. So he had to meet with the brass and kind of get back in good graces and do all that. Well, then he spent this whole offseason trying to get back and, and trying to figure out who he really is and what he is as a running back. So he went back to his strength and conditioning coach from college who is now at the University of Wyoming. So he called him. He's like, well, I'm in Wyoming now. It's like, what's in Wyoming? I've never been to Wyoming, you know. Like, well, so he goes out to the University of Wyoming this summer, and, and or, or actually earlier, so it was still snowing and all that. Uh, and I vaguely remember this. Facility and it's pretty amazing. So he gets out of New Orleans, gets out of the whole environment there. He says he's cut some people out of his life, and he's kind of simplified things and kind of dedicated himself back to the game. And, um, you know, it, it looked you – know, the, the preseason and the, and the training camp was a good look for him. You know, it, he's, he looks to be in shape. He runs hard. He just sounds different when he talks now. He's, uh, you know, at least to the media, uh, he's a little more open at least so far. And I think it's been a good offseason for him, no doubt. Yeah, Alfred Blue also there joining uh, the yeah. running backs in He's on IR, Jacksonville. Though, unfortunately, he hurt his. Uh, he had a an ankle injury, I think, uh, earlier in preseason. So he's on IR designated to return as well. We swapped running backs because Carlos Hyde's doing some nice things in the run <laughs> game here. So that's and just I'll how. You, like seeing Carlos Hyde run like that on Monday night was pretty amazing because we didn't. I don't think we saw that type of. Uh, of running from Carlos Hyde here last year in the short time he was around. Yeah, it was definitely an older version of Carlos Hyde. He's running with a chip on his shoulder. It'll be fun to watch him as the season goes on. I know another highlight that we were all talking about was the Miles Jack highlight of him getting ejected from the game. What was is that a highlight? I guess low, low. I mean, I guess okay. we're in we're an yeah. opposing team in the division, so it was very interesting to us. Probably not so much for you all, but what was Doug Marone saying about that? It seems surprising, especially with a guy like Tom Coughlin in the building. Yeah, it, it's it was a bad look. I'll say that it was a bad look for Miles. First of all, obviously he's the one that was having to go through all that, and for the organization, certainly. I, I don't, I wouldn't shy away from saying that. It's just an embarrassing moment, and you got to remember what was happening. I mean, this is it's not the first time something like this has happened around this team the last year or two. 
in adverse situations when things aren't going well, a lot of times on the defensive side of the football. Well, Kansas City had been able to go up and down the field. The first four drives, it should have been 28 points for Kansas City. Mahomes tried a no-look pass for no reason, missed a guy, and then missed uh, Kelsey in the back of the end zone again. Um, So it wasn't going well on defense. And then, you know, Sammy Watkins runs over Miles and apparently says something. Miles takes offense. There's a push and a shove and this and that. And there's a punch right in front of an official. And that's what gets you thrown from the game. Well, I think Miles was just mad that it wasn't another guy on their team getting thrown out, too. So, uh, but that whole scene of him being, being escorted off the field by two Jaguars officials is, uh, you can't unsee that. You know, and it's it is out of character for Miles. That's not him. You know, he just got voted. Remember what happened in the last week? He signed a contract extension for big money, and he was named a team captain for the first time. That's right. And then that happens. I think his apology after the game was proper. I think it was genuine. But the only way to prove that is to go out there and not do it again and and lead your football team as the middle linebacker. So, not a good look. Um, and Doug Marone said, "Hey, man, we can." It's really up to the guys in the locker room. We can find them. We can take playing time away. We can do a lot of stuff. We we need our guys on the field, obviously. But it's really up to them. Do they want to help the team? Do they want to hurt the team? And if they want to hurt the team, then we're not going to go anywhere anyway. So that's kind of where we are right now. It's up to those guys to, to fix it inside the locker room, the 53 guys. I know that Jags defense is going to be looking to bounce back on Sunday against the Texans. i got to ask you about my good friend Jalen Ramsey. I had a chance to talk to him about the Pro Bowl, and I was accidentally on Jalen 2.0 TV, which I didn't realize right. that my interviewing him, he was also mic'd up and on camera. So i got to ask you about him because he always has such wonderful things to say about DeAndre Hopkins and Deshaun Watson. You know, What do you expect from that matchup as they look to try to get their first one of the season? I think it's it's always must-see TV, right? I mean, we saw it happen on Monday night with, with Deshaun and, and D-Hop. I mean, those guys put on a show, probably should have won the football game. It was and, and now Will game. And, and now Will Fuller as well, too. It's a big right. Challenge. I mean, the whole there are multiple guys on an offense, but but just Hopkins in particular when he lines, that's what Jalen wants, right? If you know, and he's asked for it. And he said this last week when here comes Tyreek Hill into the building, right? They were gonna follow Jalen with Tyreek all day. That was the plan and then Jalen knocked him out of the game, landed on top of him and, and hurt his collarbone too. So um, you know, he wants this matchup. He loves this matchup. He loves going against the best. And sometimes Hopkins will win some of these. We've seen times in the past where where Ramsey's beaten him on a few times, and 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 as you know, fans have put the third down thing on on social media, where Ramsey's kind of knocked him out of bounds on third down short a bunch of times. I love it though. I mean, the thing is though, if Jalen's going to be the big time All Pro corner, uh, he's got to do that every week. You know, he's got to come up uh, against a guy and not miss an assignment and not go the wrong way. And a couple of times there were moments, and the coaches said it, that uh, he missed some things last week. And so if this defense is going to be the elite group they are, your elite cornerback has to be the elite cornerback he is. And and it takes all 11 of those guys, but especially that guy. Um, so it's a great matchup. I think he'll be super sharp focused this week after what happened last week. They give up 40 to Kansas City, and I think that's going to be a fantastic matchup because he'll be so locked in this week and ready to go against D-Hop. He always is. That's one of my favorite matchups to watch just because 
it's such a good rivalry on the field, but they're such good friends off the field. So they're nothing. There's nothing but praise from both both guys from Hopkins on Ramsey sure. and Ramsey on Hopkins. But I'm glad that they get to face each other twice a year and and they get to live out their dreams of covering each other. If anything else, yeah, it's it's always fun to watch, man. It really is. And um, you know, I for, from the Jaguars' perspective, it, it you know everything that happened with him. Remember it, what happened in the offseason with Jalen, right? He comes to training camp in the armored car and oh we remember yeah you know he wants the contract the jags are not going to give him the contract this year so if that's what he wants to be you got to go out against a guy like hopkins and and shut those guys down uh, week over week you got to do it every time out all right looking forward to it jp shadrick of the jaguars radio network jp thanks again and uh we'll talk soon always a pleasure to talk to you dp appreciate it Looking forward to that matchup. Hopefully it's a repeat of week 17 of the 2018 season where the Texans won 20-3 and DeAndre Hopkins just had himself a career day. So that's always a fun matchup. DeAndre Hopkins, Jalen Ramsey, and uh, Will Fuller, A.J. Boye. I think it'll be a lot of fun to see this offense go to work. And uh, hopefully we'll be back with a win next week. And we'll have the podcast, of course, as always, another deep slant presented by Xfinity. You can always check out HoustonTexans.com for all of our coverage, highlights, stories, and more. And so that's going to do it for us. If you want, you can get this podcast, subscribe to it wherever podcasts are available, including iTunes. And leave a review. Let me know what you think. And so that's going to do it for us. Thanks so much for listening. And as always, go Texans.